Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, welcome one and all to Acton Mill, the deadline day special, the night of all <laughs> nights, where, where money, love, divorce all happens into one thing. And we've got Farhad Mashit, no we haven't. Right, um, it is... Roland de Roland de Chatelet. Roland, Roland, Roland. Uh, Farhad Mashit, Everton Major shareholder. John Berylson is up... No, yeah. Right. <laughs> This is Actung Millwall, the real Millwall fan show, except uh, no imitations. Uh, joining me this afternoon to mull over transfers and talk about FFP in the Championship as well as previewing uh, Millwall's weekend fixture. Uh, well, I've got the, the, the A team, they're back in. We have got uh, Pauline Fowler's doppelganger, Nick Hart. Greetings, dear listeners. Greetings. Yeah. Uh, are you on holiday, Harold, or are you in Chernobyl? I'm, I'm still on holiday for another till Monday. Until yeah. Monday, I'm living the dream. And uh, and and the man who enjoys t- holidaying in the swamp, it's young Mickey Avery. I've bathed in disinfectant and I'm ready to go. Good stuff. Good stuff. That smell Sounds of like devil. The <laughs> just just to just to explain to listeners, Michael, you've had a bit of a rough experience down at Camber Sands, mate. Haven't you? Go on, Michael. Go on. Expect me on Watchdog in a couple of weeks, listeners. Me and me and Rogue Traders, we're going to go in and do them. <laughs> Rogue Traders? All I'm going to say is bod- bodily fluids worth <laughs> Don't Don't stay at Pontins, is my tip, at Camber Sands. That's all I, all I can say based that on fella, what I've heard. That fellow off the spokesman said Advert was lying. He never took his granddad to Pontins. No, I, would, I wouldn't go well, there. Maybe, that he never, maybe they never come back. That's probably, what the, <laughs> that's probably what the smell was for that week. I, I've we're doing this as a deadline day special, and I've never actually watched as much of deadline day as I have while no. we're just waiting to get our, our, our stuff together to do this recording. It is incessant, inane crap, basically, isn't it? I've it's never, 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 never actually watched it before. To be fair, mate, you missed the golden days. The golden days were they used to send them out to outside <laughs> the grounds and the training grounds, and what used to happen was a few people used to turn up first year, second year in January, and. <laughs> Accumulating with Berbatov, sort of picking his hands up at the window and with a thumbs up. But then after that moment, it was basically sex toys. Sex toys basically <laughs> took over there one day. There were two people to expect. 
Jim White's yellow tie and sex toys in presenters' ears, and then they've moved them inside, and the fun has gone out of it completely. It is the modern world, modern sporting world, a load of nothing, isn't it? I mean, Newcastle have resigned, re- resigned, not resigned. They should have resigned Andy <laughs> Carroll. I've read he that. Just, I thought he was going to retire. Resigned I, I Andy Carroll. He's still alive. <laughs> he is. He's in Newcastle. He's on the telly at the moment. I can see. I can see him. He looks. He's got a drawn look of Haunted. tiger roll after winning the national. He's, he's made a, he's a whole slight man. He must have made a fortune out of being ill all the time and never never fit. I genuinely Mate, thought he was going to retire though because he doesn't give a shit about football. I've heard loads of rumours about him knocking about in Essex nightclubs. So well, be careful of libel laws, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got out. Harry, Harry, the only people are going to criticise an era of Pontins and those blue coats for not criticising any footballers. <laughs> uh, Mill have made a signing today. Luke Steele. Has uh, has joined the club and he rejected Manchester City to join Millwall. What do you reckon? You've beaten Pep. What a great story that is, isn't it? Eh? I mean, what a great great headline. You believe it? Of course. <laughs> he's come from the sun. That, <laughs> that holier than thou. He's, that he's, holier than thou publication. Yeah. He's snubbed Pep Guardiola to come and work with Bomber Harris down at South Bermondsey. Of course, I believe it. <laughs> I reckon they asked him, can he play a five-foot, side-foot pass? And he went, no, but I can hit a 45-yard diagonal. And they went, you'll do, you won't do for us. You'll do for Neil Aristan at Millwall. I do hope his quad muscle, his quad muscle groups are, are up to it. Our last one we had, he lasted, what, 30-odd minutes, 40 minutes in the game. Frank Fielding, yeah. He's, he's been yeah, yeah um, we'll probably come on to the game later, but that's um, most unfortunate, isn't it, 40 <laughs> That could be the shortest ever Den career, couldn't it? He you know, 40 good. minutes looked, and that's it. To be fair, he looked quite good, didn't he? The only thing thought, was, he was exceptionally, exceptionally small. He looked quite solid. Who was the, um, the, uh, the Danish defender? Was it Jens, Jens Bertu, was it? Who uh, played only once, got sent off at Norwich and then disappeared without trace after that. But no, he was I never, ex- never actually seen oh, the, at the um, Den. The, ch- the chap you had on loan from Leicester, wasn't it? Yeah, he signed on loan, played yeah. for, got sent off at half-time. And uh, and was sent back. He never actually appeared at the den. It was that was one of the shortest den careers. But I think Frank Fielding might be troubling him now for um, short den careers because um, Josh sounds Simpson, Adrian Sirio. Sirio played Adrian a few games, didn't he? He, he, he had he had a few games at the den. We, Mate, we saw first, him. We we, we, we knew he existed. That first um, game at the den, he looked like Edgar Davids. I mean, honestly, I don't know what happened to him because he was fucking awful after that. But that one mm. game, that. First day afternoon, he was fucking. I thought, what? We're going to win the league. <laughs> It'll be over by Christmas with him in midfield. I'll tell you what, though, it is um, it's slightly ironic. Everyone was moaning about old Bart and his injuries, and what would happen if he got injured taking the goal? This happened to the other one. That's just Millwall luck. Irony writ large, isn't it? Don't tempt fate. Don't tempt fate about him. I also seen that Bart Ospilikowski has also decided to get on Twitter and give a bit of stick, which I quite like. Bart, Bart seemed like a good goalkeeper when he came in. I, I mean, you didn't really notice there'd been a change in, in goalkeeper last week. And um, I thought that was, you know, that's reassuring. But I do think we need the uh, the reassurance of another goalkeeper. So Luke Steele, I, I don't know him. Do, are anyone aware was of he him? Or, he was at United. Was he? Was he? Was he? Look, Deadline Day is a succession of players I've never, ever heard of signing for huge sums of money. Arsenal signed very a bunch Kieran Tierney. I've never heard very, of Kieran good Tierney. Good from player. Celtic. I've never Celtic, heard of him. Yeah. I mean, maybe the listeners out there might expect more out of their podcast very, very, very than, than what I delivered, but I've never thing, heard of the bloke. 
you're not in a football manager slash fever age group, Nick, which no, I think mate, a lot no, of our no, these, no, these no. kids that queue up for shirt names and whatever, buy the kid on fever or whatever for off on fever ultimate team or whatever, put them in their team. Just quickly, though, look at the state of Kevin Nolan. <laughs> that that is a bastard of a jacket. That is. That's yeah, a cardigan. Kev, is that a cardigan Kev, or is that a jacket? Get on Kevin I'm Nolan. Not... He, he looks looks like. <laughs> well, there's, there's there's a grouping of uh, Steve McLaren, A and other, and then Kevin Nolan in the middle. And Kevin seems to be wearing a a ladies' cardigan teamed up with a dark blue. Oh, this this bloke looks like he's got a shirt on Steve that's about a size too big. You know, like when you it's... go for your first interview after school, you get a big shirt and there's too much collar. There's, there's an, I, don't know, I don't know who this bloke is. Who He's is got the old Saturday Night Fever collar. It's ex-Leeds left-back, Stephen Oh, yeah, Stephen Warnock, ex-Liverpool. Very quickly, just looking at some of the, um, the transfer news in the Championship, Brentford have signed a 700th winger, and their fans are now convinced that they're going to win the league slash get promoted, but we all know they're going to go on a run of right. about 15 games back-to-back Can losses. And just finish mid-table. Can I have a look at this, right? We've got 53 seconds left of this tedious bullshit, right? Yeah, 50 seconds to go, quickly. Get what, what the fuck? What the fuck has happened to Reading and QPR? What, what, so QPR and the AFL and Reading must have had to sit down meeting whilst dealing with Bolton and uh, Berry. This is right. their soft, that, soft trends. Yeah, yeah, soft soft embargo. What is a soft embargo? Yeah, a soft embargo is like a soft boiled egg. It's just gonna, it's gonna turn into a great big fucking mess because the AFL are in charge of it, aren't they? It's, it's like, like a, yeah, yeah. It's like a I soft, it's like a soft Brexit. It don't really exist, does it? Yeah, don't break your, don't break your transfer budget. Can you just go out there, and maybe you know, let get some page. We're gonna sign a record-breaking fee from Inter Milan. No. I mean, one one of the things we put in our agenda to talk about later is is Bolton and Berry in their different ways, both in. Deep, deep, deep shit. And, you know, you're looking at this kind of all you of spending on players I've never heard of, genuinely. I know this, you boys might have heard one or two through the, the football games. You think the industry, the football industry is absolutely shafted, isn't it? I mean, it is it, it is such a deep, deep mess. Um, and I know it's the only game in town. That's all we've got. But, you know, the contrasts are, are, are huge. The, the concerning thing as well, Nick, as well, I mean, I, I don't know, who's the Premier League chap who's been on Twitter basically saying... Oh, I saw him it, earlier on. It's, yeah. it's Barry and yeah. Bolton's old fault. And you think, well, it's not really, because like what what you're spending on players, let's, let's be brutally honest, what who you're spending on Barry's players... Who's Barry's old fault? Sorry to cut across. Who the fuck said it was their fault? <laughs> well, basically, or, or the um, the Premier League chair or CEO or whatever, he was basically saying, you know, like it, it shouldn't be down to the Premier League to sort of sub all these teams out if they get... Don't pay them parachute payments. Don't give them eight. Well, he mentioned he mentioned the parachute payments. Well. He mentioned parachute payments. Don't. He mentioned um, some form, some hundred million pound fund they put into. I don't know what that was for. It was it was a load of reasons why um, load of reasons why the Premier League don't or shouldn't do anything. And I think to a degree, the man is is right in that the mistakes are uh, and errors are uh, Berries and Bolton's that have got them into this position. So I, I you know. Only they chose to make the deals and, and get take on the debts and the wages and, and all the rest of it. But there's a there's a deeper concern. These are two established old school established names, and the fans of those two clubs deserve some form of um, assistance in their time of trial. I mean, no one's looking for Bolton's debts to be wiped out overnight by the Premier League, but some kind of safety net that helps uh, sustain clubs has got to be. In the, in the game's interest, in, in everyone's look, interest. Look, the thing I'll is, as, as we've, as I was going to say, as, as we've said before, 
like on on this show and a few other times that like this is where to, to a degree I know like obviously these teams are spending the money and sort of putting themselves in it but from the fans point of view you do sort of half got to feel sorry for me just saying it because Bolton especially like you think all the way back to when Neil Lennon was there even mm. he was saying like we're, we're hemorrhaging money we're losing money like like you know the, the fact that I've managed to keep them up and all this you know we've done well and all that you know the warning signs were there this is my problem with it right the, the rewards it's basically gambling isn't it it's it, you gamble you gamble to get to the promised lands you gamble to get to the Premier League you gamble to get the 250 million for getting promoted plus the three years of parachute payments Maybe the parachute payments are, are, are the wrong way to do it. I don't think the parachute payments are set out right. They shouldn't look after you for three years. They should look after you for 10 years, maybe, with a lesser sum coming every year. You still get the same amount, but it's scheduled. That way it helps you your financial fair play and whatever. Because let's be honest, every time these clubs get fucking relegated, the first people to go, and I, I, I've seen from the Sun until I die documentary, which was quite harsh about that, was... They'd sack the fucking tea lady, the kit man, the fucking... They sack all these people, apart from the players. And realistically, mm. the people left behind, the poor... You know, if all went bust tomorrow, it'd be fucking, you know... I've, I think the problem is the reason why this is dragging out so long, and it pure... It did, I mean, I might be stating the obvious here, but this is just my theory on it, is that if they do... I mean, they're still... They're going to threaten to chuck Berry out of the league, aren't they? But it's... Um, Which I think is imminent. It, I think it's going to happen it, any moment. Well, in imminent, the 14 days, they're saying. Yeah. yeah, but it's but, but why the, the didn't they get rid of them already? This no, no, because, the, no, no because the, the problem you've got is Harry. The problem you've got is then is that if you're throwing out teams who've got the history and the legacy of the Bolton Wanderers and the Berries and all these other sort of teams, again, it, you know, Portsmouth nearly went under a few years ago, and there's loads mm. of clubs who are in it. Is it will then open up a whole can of worms where the EFL and possibly the FA will have their entire fit and proper person test completely and totally scrutinised and everyone who's external will look at it and go you should not have ever been allowed to be in a position to let half these clubs be owned by these people and it just puts the EFL under a massive light. I get what you're saying but the Bolton chairman, is it true I read somewhere, I mean if I'm wrong do correct me listeners tweeting if I'm wrong, isn't it true the Bolton chairman was actually banned from being a director of the company for nine years and then he became a chairman what other industry what other industry would allow that you know, no, no other no other sort of, like, if, if you went to, like, a sort of supermarket or whatever, and then they he applied for the role of chairman, they'd go, well, no, because you've been banned for 10 years from having anything to do with running the company. We're not going to have you in charge. Achtung, Millwall. Shall we move on to Millwall? And yeah, we can do I was going to move, sorry, sorry, just sorry, gonna move on and look at a couple of transfers that have happened today. Obviously, uh, West Brom uh, have signed Charlie Austin. Uh, amongst uh, good amongst signing, quite a few other good players. signing, Season in my opinion. Sign. If he stays fit, if yep. he stays fit, it's a good signing. Reading have signed a number of players. Uh, as we mentioned, Brentford have just added and bought a load of wingers. Um, that's Great pretty Greece, much sixth choice at Stoke. All they do, uh, yeah, Lee Gregory, sixth choice at Stoke. Yeah. Uh, Jack Butland hasn't moved anywhere. Uh, I think he was priced out of a move. Uh, Isaac Marcel has joined Cardiff. I'm not sure about Bobby Reid if he's gone. Lad, anything on Bobby Reid? I saw, I saw yeah, his name that. earlier on as a, a done deal. Where Fulham gone to, I don't know. Is it Leeds? Has he gone to Leeds? But, well, no, it, it was the Fulham actually. Bobby Dackled over Reid. There's Roy Hodgson on the telly at the moment doing the old car. Well, did, did you did you hear did you hear his actual words? I mean, I'd love to quote Roy Hodgson because it's the most like opposite of what I can think of of, of Roy Hodgson actually saying. Um, 
obviously he's talking about Wolfred Zaha and the fact that you know this transfer saga sort of come to an end now. Zaha staying in the club, he's gone. Zaha staying, he's an important player for the club. Today he wasn't in the right frame of mind, so I sent him home. We're looking forward to another season then. Then he goes, his beef is with the owners. And yeah, the I've read that. They haven't been able to work a deal out. Who the hell says beef anymore? We're not in 08, you know, <laughs> 2008. <laughs> well, well, so his beef is he's not getting paid enough problem. money? Or what is his beef? Do we know? I have not no idea. I don't know, care about what Zaha's beef is, but as we're on the subject, you know, it can only be don't get enough money. He wants to leave Crystal Palace and win trophies. That That's his thing. So, I can't blame him for wanting to leave Crystal Palace. Who wouldn't want to leave Crystal Palace? But, you know. Um, I mean, I saw, did you see their um, unveiling on social media earlier on? Of, uh, McCarthy. <laughs> About mm. friends reunited. It was the I saw something. I'd worthy thing I'd seen since Wickham announced Fred. I couldn't bring myself to look hey, at he it. He scored on his debut, you know. Freddie's unplayable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a header as well. Bolton, didn't he? who had no team two hours before the game. Achtung, Milbay. There's a, there's a bloke at the Crystal Palace football ground on the telly. I, I, I don't know who he is. He must be like one of the presenters, and it's just an empty field behind him. This is the most pointless viewing that you'll ever get in your life. Isn't it? <laughs> With a sign I've never, never watched it. I've, I've, I've just, I mean, I've read about it and I've, I'm aware of it, but I've just never actually sat in front of it for any, any stretch of time. It's about half an hour I've been watching it and it is moronically empty. It, it, it's modern football writ large, isn't it? It's, it's everything. It's, 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 lo- it's like Love Island or <laughs> Love Island of, sports version sports of Love fans. Island. Yeah. To be fair, right? Let's be honest. The best thing about this is when Paddy Power do their spin-offs of this stuff. I know you don't like Ambry, <laughs> but their their idea of taking the piss out of football is brilliant, and their marketing team need to be paid more money. Let me let me let me let me for the listeners. Let me clarify my position. It's not that I don't like gambling. Far from it. I was brought up in a in a family that gambled incessantly. I just don't like to see the industry, the, the sport that we'll follow, run by it. And that's effectively what's happening there. Every, uh, you know, every, how many clubs do you see with gambling and internet uh, bookie bookmaking firms on the logos on their shirts? Everywhere you look, there's gambling here and gambling there. It cannot be good for any sport that purports to be um, run on, um, you know, I've done about fair and open, but at least uh, to have, have an outcome that is not predetermined to be so influenced by the gambling industry. I just think it's unhealthy. Well, that, that, problem... that, that's, that's where I start and finish on it. I don't well, mind my... people having a bet. Far from it. And while my problem with it is the reason that bookies got into football betting is mainly because the, the advertising that we previously had in the 80s and 90s, which would mainly beer and bags, were mm. they, mm. they weren't priced out of the market. They were banned. And if you have a look at where they've gone to, it's now tends to sponsor, they've swapped bookies used to sponsor all spaces and, you know, football was sponsored by Fag and Fear and the same with Formula One and now they're all sponsored by energy drinks because you can't um, under EU laws, you're not allowed to uh, promote beer and you're not allowed to promote uh, Marlborough, basically. Football is, is certainly becoming something that is Morally less, and, less, and, less and less interesting I, I, I will say that, I mean the window is now closed on my TV screen at the moment. Now we're talking about all the deals that have got done and uh, and so on. Luke Steele is the only one that's uh, interesting me. Oh, Mor- Morrison signed for... Yeah, um, Morrison left. Uh, that Morrison was obviously to open up a loan space. For Shrewsbury, didn't he? He signed on a yeah. permanent basis. So those are the only two um, 
deadline day deal's done for the for the Lions. I suppose we should talk about Morrison now that he has properly gone. Um, yeah, um, I think he's one of the great figures of Millwall history. Personally, I, I think he's you know I know that people have a love hate relationship with him for uh, often quite concocted reasons about whether he did or didn't smile at them or whether he did or didn't give a uh, I don't know took umbrage to someone saying or he said something back in the crowd. I, I just a, look at his, I look at his scoring record, Harry. I just think he's one of the great strikers. I mean, was it fifth in the in the charts? All time, yeah. All time, yeah. I, I also think there's a little bit of if you're big enough and ugly enough to give it to someone at the den and they turn around and tell you to fuck off, then mm. I think you deserve everything that you get. But, but we have it. such, I mean, you know, I'm a I, I, Mill fan of 40 odd years, but we have such drama queens in our, amongst our support. I mean, pearls. they want to they want to dish it out, but they can't bear it if someone says something back to them, and you know, and then it's all over the net and it's um. Running around with their hands in the air, you know, it's it, it's 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 laughable. I, I I have a lot of time for for Steve Morrison. I mean, obviously, um, this this thing about um, when the pitch invasion at Wembley took place, he said it ruined his day. Well, I don't think it really ruined his day, listeners. I think he said that so that the FA can see that there was uh, it's not you know the, the players weren't egging them on. I think um, you know that that was quite. Those people a... are thick. You are, you are. Well, that is a problem. That is a problem. That is a problem. Yeah, people I agree. People are thick. I mean, these are the people. We have a small minority of people that think it's okay to sing certain songs. We have a small minority of people that can't understand that the club have to deal with alleged and proven racist incidents in the way that they will be doing this season, unfortunately. But the best defences don't obviously do it. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, you know, these, these people are the same kind of people. I mean, I didn't go to the fans forum. I've heard the first question to Neil Harris on fans forum was a three-minute rant in my kind of style, and Neil just eventually turned around and said, what's your point? <laughs> you know, what are you asking me? Like, you know, I, I wasn't there, but apparently that's what I've heard, so fucking, I don't know if that's true. Michael, I know you were there, but, you know. I was, I was getting a husky chocolate at the bar at the time. Were you getting a husky chocolate? I mean, I'm not commenting. As I said, let's look back at Saturday. Of course, Millwall kicking off the season with a 1 0 win at home to Preston. Plenty of crossbars rattled. Um, Nick, obviously, you were doing your, your, your thing. You were back on it. First game of the season. Yeah. How did it feel to be back? It felt great, yeah. Um, and there was a real buzz about the den. Big crowd, nearly 15,000, 14,000 and something. Um, you know, it's a big crowd where, where I sit in block one. It's nearly full up. So, you know, it's a big crowd that day. Um, I thought we played really well in the first half, up to the goal. We we looked very bright. Um, the only criticism I would make, and I'm interested to hear what Harry and Michael got to say about the the second half. I just felt we sat back a little bit. We we absorbed. I know that's that's you know in in terms of the tactical approach to the game on Saturday, it felt like we were playing the same tactics as we had last season, only with better players. We had Conor Mahoney on the wing, who I I think we'll talk about because I think he was a standout player. Um, I just really could have done with that second goal cushion. Um, I, I just felt that we um, we were just riding, um, you know, riding on, on the edge a little bit at, at times in the second half. That said, Preston never really opened up any any um, real chances. I, my, my heart did stop a beat when that um, that late um, moment where the Preston player went down inside the penalty area. My initial reaction was penalty. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, the referee didn't give it. And we, we dodged a bullet there, I felt. But um, strong win. Um, 
the only thing I'd say is possibly not the most exciting performance to send home the the kids and the and the newcomers at the fourteen thousand, but it was it was certainly job done and um, better to win one than lose one. So uh, so well done, Neil Harrison. Well done, the squad. I thought it was a good start to the season. Gents. I, I mean, I thought it was the first half, as you said. I thought we looked Matt Smith looked better than I could ever imagine. Yeah, really. agree. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I. I thought he'd do well for us. I didn't think he'd naturally sort of be what we've been missing because I think, you know, um, the first year we were in the championship, the 45-yard ball to Morrison. Morrison was getting off the ground and winning flick-ons. This season, Matt Smith will be that man. He he proved to me is that he does, he's not just the target man. He's very, very clever. And you don't realise this while watching him when he's, you think he's just a lump-up merchant. What he does, he puts himself in positions that if he doesn't win the lockdown, they still have to battle him. He brings people mm. away to positions where they don't want to be. And that, at this level, is all we need. The problem is, as you said, I don't think Aidan O'Brien is naturally the greatest of strike partners for him to play with. And unfortunately, I think the early uh, injury to Fielding kind of disrupted us a little bit in the sense of what the plan was to do. Because I think we would have probably seen Bradshaw and Bob Larson for O'Brien and... Uh, Matt Smith at some point, and we only ended up seeing obviously Tom Bradshaw come back. But I thought it was, I thought it was a good game. I thought Preston were a, a shadow of themselves last season. Now I don't know if that's because we were better or they were worse. But we'll find out. I think West Brom, if you go there and get a point, you know, fuck me, we'll 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 all be sitting here pinching ourselves. I think that's a that's something where we have no right really to go and get a point. But we're um. We look better. Let, let's let's not beat around the bush. Even though you're saying that, what's the right word? We're not necessarily going to go and win games two, three, four nil. So I think we need to be built on not conceding. And obviously, when we switch in the second half to play Bradshaw up front and Thompson, sort of Thompson in the second half was man in the match because that they did well. Changed. I like Ben Thompson. Yeah, that formation changed allowed Ben Thompson to play with a freedom and allow all his energy and his, tact, uh, his tackling ability. And he's just, he's, he's general, his mobility to get around the pitch is unbelievable. He wins everything that he goes for. And the more games he plays, the only, he's only going to get better. He got better in the time that he's come back to us. He got better when he was at Portsmouth just by playing games and picking up where he needs to be. He's still learning, obviously. But I, I can see positives in that side. There's not... I haven't sat there. We've got options. The thing as well, the bench is so much stronger. How many times yeah, I'd agree with that, Harry. Yeah, how many agree. times you sit there and think, oh, well, we've got no, you know, last season, who are we going to bring on? Oh, we're going to bring on Fred. Like, they're yeah. fucking terrified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Compared to, oh, right, we're going to bring on Bob Barson, who's played at a World Cup, but we're going to bring on Ferguson, who was unfavourable last season, or Bradshaw, who paid over yeah. a million pounds for, or Leonard, that we paid over a million pounds for. It's just... A progression. It's not revolution. It's just the tinker. We've gone from, we've got rid of the bad eggs. We've gone back. So this is like Millwall Championship first season, Mark One. So let's get the points and let's maybe go on a run second half. I mean, fuck me. If we start well, Jesus Christ. We win. At, imagine we sit here after we've won on Saturday. We sit here going, fucking hell, what, what have we stumbled across here? Do you know? Because that's Millwall. Millwall has to be built on. We win. We're the best team in the world. We're fucking this. We're that. We're that. And if we lose, we're well, their shit. They're all bunch of cunts. They don't know what they're doing. They're on there. the subject of what have we stumbled across here, I want to ask Michael and you, Harry, too, what you think of Conor Mahoney. Because what have we stumbled across there? I think that boy. I was, yeah. 
on my notes here, standout talent. I, I, I don't know how we signed him. I think that point was made in the show on Saturday uh, that I did. Um, I thought it was beautiful in the first half. The way he went past players, I was trying to think of Millwall players from the past who could take a man on and beat them by sheer skill in the same way as we saw in the, at the start of the game from Conor Mahoney. And I'm going right back. I'm going a long way back to Gordon Hill, back to the 1970s. That's how good I think Conor Mahoney yeah. can be. Yeah, I, I was um, I was I was literally just I was just going to say when you, when you were saying about Mahoney, he's he is just an absolute class act. And and the good thing about him is that he he's really hit the ground running. It's not it's not taking him like to get into it. I mean, literally, he, he completely bossed preseason. You know, the goal against um, the goal against Sociedad was top top class. I mean, Thompson's was was amazing as well. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, but Mahon- Mahoney's was excellent. He had a great game the other day. He made the goal. He, he's he's the, the the one danger. The one danger we have, and it is that typical meal wall, is that if he goes on a good enough little run, and we're talking about transfer windows and everything like that, January's coming. You know, does he would, would he get approached? I know we obviously don't want him to, but at least we'd get a fee for him. The thing is, is I think having more than one option in the sense of it doesn't. If Wallace isn't having a great game. We're not relying on Wallace. Do you yeah. understand now? We're not relying on Mahoney. Mm-hmm. I think we haven't seen Scalac for all intensive purposes. Yeah, absolutely. Unplayable yeah. as well. Yeah. So there's two in every position, which is not something you can say probably since we were in League One. You know, on the on the back to back on the back to back seasons. You know, as as Aaron said last week, he has really sat there and gone right. This was not fucking good enough because it was. It is, it, and it really was seeable. I mean, even the attitude around the den was almost like, by when that first goal went in, I mean, what a goal it is. I yeah, mean, it, very well taken. Great goal. From, from Thompson picking the ball up, beating a man by using skill himself and having yeah. the confidence to go forward and the, and the bravery on the ball to do that, to give it to Mahoney, who tees it up perfectly, and the finish, yeah, he gets a little bit lucky. Maybe the keeper should do better, but it's... It's on target, and that's all you can ask him to do. He's not a striker. But how many times last season would Wallace not have had the... Would Thompson, not necessarily Thompson, or would Millwall in general have had the have had the bravery to go forward with three players, you know, using skill? The Den wouldn't yeah, have yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we would have run Yeah, we would have run out of ideas if we got into this. Yeah, I know what you mean. Achtung, Millwall. I mean, the other thing with the football, Harry, I mean, we, we have signed some, what I, I, I perceive to be some really genuinely exciting players. We've got ones returning, so I'm including Skalak in that, because I think he should be a far better, more exciting player than what we've seen, you know, on and off last season. Um, we're talking about the, the young boy, Jason Malumbi, um, clearly Conor Mahoney we've seen now. These, these are exciting young talents, and that has always been what, Mill has been about. That's that's the point. If the if the club has a point, it's it's that. It's to develop and bring through young players that that um, put bums on seats, you know. And so I'm I'm hopeful for the season. Um, Saturday's performance was probably a a better version of what we saw at times last last year. But at least I'm we won it. B plus. If you B plus. Enough, yeah. B plus. It, Pro, it was promising. Enough enough good work. You know enough good work there to see what they're trying to do, and. It was three points. It's three points down. You know, we're still favourites to get relegated or one of the favourites to get relegated. You know, we're talking about it. How much money was that signing by Reading? 
to get someone out of Inter Milan. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, no. It's not, you know, this is a club that are supposed to be going head to head with us. You know, and, and it's just that the. the Talking about it's just a bit of realism of where we actually are. Don't worry, Reading still won't do shit this season. Don't worry. No, about I, that. I know you're saying. I know you're saying that, Aaron. And it's, it's easy to say that, and it's easy to say about a lot of clubs. But what I'm saying is, is they're signing players in the last day for some unknown reason, in the sense that it is just mental. Like the, the Championship is a mental league. You've got the Premier League wannabes, and then you've got everyone else trying to stay up, and mm. then that literally is the split. And there is a lot of clubs there teetering, I think, even more so after you, after you said it. I mean, the Derby, I mean, I know we're talking about Millwall, but you, you compare that to Derby. Derby was beaten in the playoffs last season. I watched them, who they play on Monday night. I played the Huddersfield. Huddersfield, yeah. And I sat there and watched them. And I didn't consider the fact that these are two teams that should be right up there come the end of the season. I didn't see anything where I thought, oh, well, that, that would really, really affect us. I mean, Yes, Tom. yeah, but it's been like it's been like that for years, Harry. It's been like that for years, Harry. Where, yeah, like like we we we've said it over the past few seasons. Apart from possibly Preston last year, who who has actually come down the den and absolutely blown you away in the last, last two years? You know, like, the visiting club. But that's at, at the den. At the no, den. No, that's what I'm agreeing with you. At the den, I would take us against anybody, and I, I do mean anybody. At the den, I think if you, even if you were to march Manchester City out there at the den with the crowd that would gather for that event, I would, I would, I think we'd be in with a shot there against anybody, away from home. Slightly different story, of course, but I, I do think that um, you know Saturday's game was a step in the right direction. I think that's, B plus is probably a good a good rating that you've you've given it there, H. One other plan. I just want to mention Murray Wallace, if I may, before we yeah, before we leave Saturday, because um, that's a story, you know. Murray Wallace injured um, from I think it was just after the Everton game. Did he go off? Um, no, it was just after the Everton because he scored the late winner yeah. at Everton, and he he was injured shortly after that. Yeah, and um, you know I, he was doing well last season. But I just thought he was a real stand. I, mean, I made him my man of the match because I just he thought he had like a real he'd done about two stone in weight. To be fair, he's he's, he's got... worked his socks off. Um, we made the point in the in the in the Saturday show about the, the some of the, the kind of long diagonal passes, having to deal with balls coming over his shoulder, looking behind him with a man in attendance, and he was dealing with them very well. Um, I just thought he put a real performance in there, a real a real show by Murray well, Wallace. I, I think it's a great was, story. Great that story. Was the, that was the tactic that ripped us apart last season. From yeah. Him. They hit 45 yard diagonals, and that we were, we didn't deal with it. We were pulled apart. Weren't we? Yeah. We, yeah. 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 Well, obviously, I, I know this links back into what you were saying, but this is about nuance. Was necessarily was Murray Wallace number one left back? Maybe not. But did they decide that Murray Wallace was the best player to deal with that particular opposition on that day? Did they decide that Millwall were, you know, was that the way we're going to play all the time? I, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think as you said, it's. <sighs> Murray Wallace coming back to play left back, everyone probably, you know, before the seat ball was kicked, we discussed it on here last week. We said, you know, who was the number one left back? I said I thought it would be Murray Wallace because, yes, you're right. I thought last season he was good until he got injured. He, uh, you know, starting off as a left centre half, I thought, Jesus Christ, what have we signed here? Mark Phillips, Mark two, to be honest. <laughs> but and Mark Phillips loves Michael, so we won't even get on to that. Um, My best mate, Mark Phillips. Your best mate, Mark Phillips. He loves you, mate. Um, don't worry, don't worry, they won't ask you to do the Wonder Wall Cup again. Um, <laughs> he, uh, basically, I think I think he's right, Nick. I think you're absolutely right. He was fantastic. 
But a makeshift left back, if we're gonna, you know, by the end of the season, maybe it'll be wrong to call him makeshift. I think maybe, maybe that that was a big statement from Murray Wallace. To be fair, that this is my position, and I, I am good enough to start starting this side every. And, week, it, and it's, uh, based on that, it's hard to see Shane Ferguson coming in on any other basis other than the substitute. If that's how yeah, he keeps. Back up. If he plays that as well as that week in, week out, there's no place for Shane Ferguson because it's hard to see him getting in front of, um, you know, some of the other uh, talents we've signed this season. Um, One thing that you mentioned, Harry, which I thought I I didn't put it on my list, so I'm going to throw it into the mix. One thing about Saturday was the the goal music getting dropped. After we scored the goal, there was no chorus of Let Them Come, which um, has been called for by some online for some time. Um, and it was apparently it was it was a trial. It's being done away with for this. Uh, I don't know if it's for the season or, or however long it's going to be. Um, I, I preferred it if I'm going to be honest. But you you said that you you know you you and your your group Harry were a little bit more um, so so about the dropping of it. Yeah, I, I, what's the right word? I don't mind it going. I mind the way that it's gone. If that makes okay. Sense. I, I don't. I, I don't have a problem with it going, but I don't like the fact how it just went and that was it. I what did you want? An official an statement? Huh? <laughs> official statement with a club flag? Yeah, I did. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. It's a bit of tradition. It's like, it's like if they turn around and say, we're not going to walk out to let them come. I've been coming to the den since I was fucking the new den, shall we say, since I was seven. It would feel wrong if we walked out with no, you know. Well, I, I, was, I was trying I, I, to think. I mean... I mean, like you said, it's a tradition. It's, it's a recent tradition. I, I was just trying to think when it started because it probably never used to happen. Probably, probably when. <laughs> um, it's more more recent than that. I think I don't know that. I mean, it was, it was never so, to my memory, at, at Coldwell yeah, Lane. I, I don't. Was I it? can't remember it not being there. Let's put it that way. I, I mean, I, I I was I I think it arose in the the maybe the the kind of late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. I think. Which is still twenty years, mate. <laughs> Yeah, true. So maybe it's a tr- after twenty years has it become a tradition? This is one for the listeners to to, to give back to us because I, I mean, my, my idea of a tradition is one that predates that, so it wasn't there before. But um, I, I personally preferred it. But, but I know I know what you mean. My my problem is is that it's all very good, and I I, I don't mean well, no bollocks. I don't care who I think. Um, if you go one game a season, your opinion fucking is invalid. I'm saying you right now. Your opinion, you turn up for the Everton game and you're not there on a Tuesday night against fucking Stoke. Who are you talking to? 3,000 fucking all the way to fucking some shithole north like fucking Berry, which you won't have to go to after this week, but you'll go to some other cunt like Oldham right on a Tuesday night. You've not done the hard yards. You don't turn up. You, you know, you're, you're a day tripper for all intensive purposes. And I know people travel and I know people have jobs and I know people have money. And I, I totally agree with that but and understand that. But the season ticket holders that go every week in, week out, to my knowledge, have not been asked what they want. And they're the people that pay the money and they're the people that should fucking be asked, really. That's that's my opinion on it. I and think there is... Um, that. That's it. Just to kind of semi semi support what you're saying there, Harry, I think... Um, there, there's a danger for the club that um, sometimes it's easy to mistake the opinion of online, when that, which includes the message boards and which includes some voices on Twitter even. you know, It's, it's, it's easy to think they're much more widely held, these viewpoints, than they actually yes. are because the vast majority of people are not 
obsessed with looking online or looking on social media or or Twitter or, or, or wherever. So I think it's an easy mistake to make at times that you think that because such and such says so on the House of Fun message board or such and such says something on Twitter that that's um, a majority opinion. It's it's actually quite a small minority opinion and it's easy to forget that so anyway personally i prefer no, no gold music that, that's my, no, my, my view yeah sorry the other thing is like um the they're always playing a jude before it before we kick off now I'm yeah i don't like favor, that i mean i'm in favor of getting rid of that but that the reason that we've done that was we went on a run when we started playing that when we were in league one the year we beat uh leicester we played that before every game and we from in the run shall i say and we won Right all the time. That that's fine, right? If you do it and it's a like a, a weird thing like that, or it's a big game and you're trying to build an atmosphere for the telly, for the cameras, whatever. It's fine. Totally don't mind that. It's a bit like the gold music. The gold music, yeah, on Saturday when we have fifteen thousand there, yeah, probably was fine to leave it, you know, not played. Tuesday night in front of nine thousand in a you know yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that would, that would, um, that that would be, be my issue though, because like, like I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, when you get caught up in a moment, sometimes it's um, it's a bit of fun. I mean, like I know the kids love the other let them come and point into the fan, the, the, the rival fans when it says like to the den and all that. But you're right, like when when you're up against like West Brom's under 23s in a checker trade trophy group game, do you really need it? I, I don't think so. Yeah, that's, I that's say why. I say bring on the siren. We want yeah, the you, siren. You want a bring siren, Aaron, siren. don't you? An air raid siren. I think it'll be, be quality, like Tony Bellues. Brilliant. You know who wasn't there on Saturday? Who's that? Mr. Bifanel wasn't there. And no. this is a rumor. Every August, Mr. Bifanel. I think he's on holiday. holiday. I think he no, goes I think on holiday. I think he was a pontin in Canberra Sands. I was about to say, <laughs> do we know any? Uh, do we have any medical records? Could anyone check his foul status? He's got Mr. weak bowels or anything like that? No. Uh, poor old thing. Uh, Mr. Mr. Byfer now has been around as long as I've been going, and that is a hell of a long time, listeners. I'm talking about the early 70s, so that's how long Mr. Byfer now. That think, voice I mean, has been happens, there all my life, they, pretty much. What happens when nature takes its course with Mr. Byfer now? And I don't think it won't. It don't bear for You're all right for a point. But well, what, what, what will happen is, is you'll get the, the kind of um, semi Ibiza 92 club sounds that we had on. Saturday and um, yeah, I'm not you know, a fan of that. no, it makes, us, it makes us sound like South End. Yeah, bring back. Uh, I, I advocate early seventies glam rock. Bring back the sweet Harry. Harry, don't they might ask you to do it. Slave, can you imagine him doing the announcement? Can you imagine Harry doing the announcement? What is he playing for? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, shit. Achtung, Mailball. There's a great story on the on the house of fun about the club shop. I know we we do our joke kind of club shop bit that Michael puts together for us, but there's a story. What do you mean on joke? The... But what are you trying to say? Yeah, well, this, <laughs> it's, it's the it's truth. Serious, it's the truth. But um, there, there's a great story about how um, one chap's ordered his um, his uh, kids away shirt about a month ago. He's ordered the, uh, the the new kit and has gone into the club shop to go and collect it, and it's there. But they're just—they're not out yet. They're—they're not—they're not ready to be given over yet. And it's just this—you think how how can you run this shambles of a retail unit? No, I know. But he said he—he he, he did a double take when they said that the shirts were there, but they're not out. Or there's some—I don't know. There's some there's some reason why they couldn't be got from the back of the shop to the front of the shop to actually pass over to the customers paid good money for it a month ago. It's um, it's very very Millwall, very you know, um, sadly. Just... It's just fucking laughable, isn't it? It's just, you know, we're a we're a club that you know struggles in terms of financially compared to bigger clubs in the in the division. And you think, you know, stuff the the club shop is a place to make money. That's what is it should primarily be, yeah. there to do. It's like, well, perhaps you should sell some shirts, you know, that have the club, you know, the the replica shirt might be. It's, nice it's to be able just to sell um, that. that might be the first thing people try to buy for their kids. But I, I personally would be a better club shop owner because I'd just turn around and say, if you were over the age of 25, I'd have a sort of, why are you buying this shirt policy? But the thing I'm, is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear it to the game. No, you're not. The no, thing, the thing is, it's, it. it's going to sound a bit like that Mary Queen of Shops thing on the telly. Millwall is an iconic name. People either love it or they hate it. They they react to it, for better or for worse. It's Which is gold dust. You cannot buy that kind of reaction. Any product in... In the business world, you want recognition and you want reaction of some sort, even if it's to, you know, even if you don't love it, you hate it. There's there's a reaction to it. We've got this iconic name, and I'm just looking through Michael's list of stuff that he's got, and we we put out such utter, utter pony. And (laughs) no, 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 no! It's not just the pony; it's the cost for the pony, Nick. I mean, it's beyond. It's actually beyond beyond humour, really. But just going back to the, the the shirts, the away shirts particularly, I think are really quite nice designs for those that wear these things and kids particularly will like. The summer them. collection. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I and might, you you, I think you I might really side we get a lot of tourists now. We're on the we're on the trip advisor. We get a lot of London tourists coming down to the den because it's accessible. It's relatively cheap, and you know, hey it's Nick, got the, let got them the all come down to the den. Yeah, no, but we tourists, not in we. we we, we, you know, that's where you make your money. I don't know if this club listens to this. I don't know if they if they tune into this show or what. But that's how you make money. I mean, I, I I'm not a businessman, but I mean, it's it's how you do it, isn't it? Indeed, but the fucking people look at this. I'm not just. Mate. Michael sends out an, an email before we do the show. Listeners, I'm just looking at the old tooties found here. I mean, it's absolutely diabolical. It's, it's a cut. Can we have the club? Should we go into it? No, no. Can I just make a serious? Oh, cheers, Harry. Get onto the fucking joke. Bullshit. The joke that is the club. The end part of the show. Yeah, yeah. Until last year. 
the, the serious point about it is, right, is that Millwall are a working class club, right? We are a working class club. And the shirt, you know, to buy a full kit for your kid is, is you know, you're talking 60, what? 100 quid? 60 quid? Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, right? But apart from that, which we're going to touch on, no doubt, in the club shop update, we're, we're, you know, what is to go and have T-shirts printed, right? You go to any online company, how much is it to get T-shirts printed for Stag and Endos? What? Uh, not much. 20, 20, 20 quid for it? 20 shirts, something like yeah, that. Something, something, right? Yeah, something, yeah. With designs on the front. So how the fuck can Millwall charge 15 quid for a T-shirt? <laughs> how, the fuck, how the fuck? Because it's not it's not rare cotton from the fucking Amazon fucking no, Delta, is it? No, you know? no, is it free, free fair trade <laughs> from the looms? Yeah. How, how old is this, yeah. right? I would generally wear, to go to my dirty, oily, greasy job, right? I would wear a dark blue Millwall polo, like crew neck T-shirt slash vest type thing with a little Millwall look. Roaring Lion, tasteful little, like the size you get on a Ralph Lauren polo, that kind of size. All it's got to do, just can be a sticker. That's all it's got to do. A fiver. That is all Millwall needs to do. And they're yeah. fucking no. And you wouldn't have to stick them in the cell. How fucking simple is that? It's not beyond the realms of anyone's idea that if you make it cheap enough, people might actually buy the shit, you know, rather than charging. Oh, you can have a sterling silver golf mat. That you will never use, but you can give us 70 of your English pounds for it because Millwall is a brand up there with Cartier. So, why don't you buy this watch for 200 quid that's got a slide in the middle of it? Spoiler alert, slightly. I'm just looking at the pictures that Mike was sent. And I, I found the, the, the I talk about pony. I mean, the, the overpriced pony. I mean, this steel and rubber bracelet. Um, is <laughs> should, 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 we, should, we, should we leave 50 should we leave quid? That? Begin with that with one, that? Michael. Do you want me to lead off with right, it? So, you're staring at the uh, pocket handkerchiefs, eh, my dear? <laughs> we just hung them up, ready for the wash. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a laundry, then, sir? Yeah, that's quite a laundry. Exactly, my boy. I suppose a laundry would be a very nice thing indeed. But um, our line of business pays a little better. Don't it, boys? You're all right. You see, Oliver, in this life, one thing counts in the bank. Large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on trees. You've got to pick a pocket or two. You've got to pick a pocket or two, boy. Yeah, go on. Yeah, do you know what, Aaron? This is more for you, because I know you like the personalised section Cheers, um, mate. of the club shop. Love it. So, um, so, so we'll start with that. So, Aaron, Aaron, I'll ask you: Are, are there times that you look at your friend? Are, are we having a jingle music, by the way? We, will put one we can put some uh, um, pick up, pick up we'll, pocket or two in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll pick a pocket or two, and then the the only falls and horses theme in the background. This, this utter, utter yeah. shit. I'm looking at you. So, so Aaron, do you look at your friend with the steel and leather bracelet with envy? Yeah. So, <laughs> do, <laughs> Do you wish that you had one, but your vegan partner refuses to buy you something that's made from animal products? Yes. Well, if the answer to these is a resounding yes, which it sounds like there is, then make sure you yes. visit a personalised section of the Mill Glove Shop. Because for the amazing price of only 49 pounds 49 50 quid. You can, be the, you can be the proud owner of a Mill FC steel and rubber bracelet. Not leather, rubber bracelet. It is utter shit. 
It's so, just, it's I can't believe I'm looking at it. I have a dreadful. Oh, finish, let him finish. So the days of the replica kit are over. So what better way to show your support to the club with a piece of metal and rubber attached to your wrist? And for an added bonus, you can personalise the item with your name and show you are the number one fan. But please know, if you have a long name like Michelangelo or Maximilian, you can't have it as it only allows 12 characters. Honestly, it's. It, I mean, you, I, I might stick this online when we put the show out. I might, I might, I'll, I'll screenshot this bit and put it out because it is breathtaking in its in its audacity to charge fifty pounds for a piece of rubber in a bracelet with with a bit of metal. I mean, it proudly marked stainless steel. Is is that a, is that is, like? Is, is this one of them bracelets that you know back in the nineties people used to fix computers used to wear those bracelets like? They didn't get static charge on the on the part. You know, what it, you know what it looks like? It looks like something where you go on holiday to a Greek island, like a road. It does, yeah. A, You're right. Yeah, and you go fucking to some tutti market somewhere. And <laughs> like six euros. For, a tenner for like 10 euros, which used to be about three drachmar before the Eurozone, right? It's now a tenner, like everything. And fucking, it's, it's just shit, mate. You are, you are totally right. Basically, if you went to university in the early 2010s like I did, all the Nazi, all, all the Nazi sort of like hipsters were wearing them with like you know, them them hipsters, yeah. Uh, they were wearing them with like you know the old drainpipe jeans and like you know, them, them oh, funny shirts from, yeah, from 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 River Island and stuff like that. Nah, not oh, we know what the target audience is, don't we? Mill Mill FC, if, if you tune into this show, and I think you do. You should be utterly ashamed of yourself selling this piece of crap. Let alone four pa- even if it was saying four pound ninety five, I'd think it's still crap. Why can't I they th- bring out like a Millwood tankard or something like that? That'd be nice. They have. They probably do. This is beyond words. I, 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 I think we're doing a service to Millwood support by bringing it to their attention. Though, Don't buy this. Say, give me credit for finding it. You've gone deep there. <laughs> You're like into, undercover. In, in, You're under. You know how like fucking. What's it? You got into the, the, the dark. The dark yeah, web. Like, you got into. Where like Gordon Ramsay turns <laughs> up and does like a three-hour look around the fucking freezers. That's basically Michael. He turns up, goes around the back of the stock room. Yeah, he's, he's a health inspector, isn't he? Yeah, he's basically Millwall's trading standards. It is absolutely. No, we've got nothing to trade, and we've got no fucking. Standards. Who, ironically, ironically, I just emailed about Ponting. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a birthday card which there's a, a Nick, mill. I'll, Nick, I'll I'll let you take that one. Go for FC, it, but well, just I, 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 my, my eyes fall upon it. I mean, it's only three pound ninety nine. I say only three pound ninety nine because that's a fairly expensive card in my world. I don't know about you boys. If you're buying a birthday card, if I pay three pound four pound for a card. You want something fairly substantial. And it looks like, um, you know, some some design or effort has gone into it. This is a pretty basic um, last year's. Is it, there's a season before shirt, actually. It's a, the, it's a, it's a League <laughs> One shirt. It's, it's yeah, the it's Stripe. League One shirt. They'll, 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 um, they'll, they'll personalise it by putting your surname, a Mill FC shirt birthday cards. I suppose it's for, like, a, well, they've got 21-year-old here. Your surname plus number 21. And or it's basically just, uh, Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just a blue card. It, it gives you the impression of Tesco's value brand, that kind of stripey um, so basically, red lettering. Something you could get off, like, I don't know, maybe a Moonpig or a FunkyPigeon.com. They would knock it for six, quid. mate. I, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. A, 
you, you know, if you spend a few quid on those sites, you're going to get something fairly with impact. This this looks like a real cheap. Um, if you if you charge fifty pence for it, I'd say that's probably about par for this 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 birthday card. Michael's written a little piece out here. Though. I better, better read that for him. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Where is it gone? Are you in competition with your ex-spouse and looking for a birthday card that will trump the ones they've got for your child? Do you want a card that is an absolute bargain of a price yet resembles the quality? as the five for one pound you're getting the card factory so that is about that level actually yeah. five for one pound at card factory and are you still reliving steve morrison's goal scored against bradford that's not a bad hook you can relive that actually because that would be a great photo for a birthday card but anyway um well if the answer to these is yes then the personalized section of the club shop is for you for the amazing price of only 3.99 little junior can open a card up with his or her name across the back of a number also don't delay give him the card he wants and piss off the ex-wife today note the, the kit in question is the blue and white stripe from the 2016-17 season this year's card like the current kit is unavailable is <laughs> Very there, true. Um, is that, does that include postage and packaging no you got a stamp comes extra mate i'm afraid i'll tell you what though i'll tell you what this is a, this is a nice little segue with out of date stuff on the personalized section of the club shop <coughs> i think i should lead into the coasters Go for the yes, coasters. Go for it, so, and do you know what I like about this, listeners? Anyone this drink coasters? A few people who like this section, they're drink posters. Aaron, even though I send him emails to have a little look at, he likes to not read it because he likes. No, I, I just like the element of surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 Aaron. Now that's why I always aim these at you because the other two guys have seen this already. So, does your pint or bovril indoors leak and leave marks on your polished tabletop? Now and then. Now and then. Yeah. Now and then. <laughs> do you look at your bland wooden coasters indoors and think, "I wish I had a Millwall shirt themed one." Yeah, my coasters at the moment are shit. Yeah, well, look <laughs> no further than the personalised section of the club shop where for the great value price of, sit down, everyone, and pull over if you're driving, fourteen ninety nine. your name can be printed on the back of oh, the Oh, how many coasters do you get? Are these personalised? I thought these were the ones in the picture got Meredith. No, no, no. That's a good exactly. one. I'll have the James Meredith. Listen, listen. <laughs> note, at time of writing and example given by the club, Lee Gregory has joined Stoke. He's there. James Meredith has been released. There. He's there. Yeah. And Jake yep. Cooper has now got a different squad number. Oh, Jake <laughs> Cooper. Oh, Jake Cooper. Guys, what, guys, guys. I, there's, some breaking, there's some breaking news, actually. Breaking, breaking what, news. What, 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 what's the breaking news? No, no, no. I'm going to have to pause the club shop up there because it comes from Bolton. Yeah. Oh, uh, Lawrence Pacini, the former Watford, Watford owner, has obtained an injunction at Manchester High Court preventing the sale of Bolton Wanderers. He's alleging breach of contract by owner Ken Anderson over a sales and purchase agreement. A statement from the administrators expected surely um, a combination of outrage and disgust that the deal to sell the club to football ventures has been temporarily suspended in the last hour. So you never know. Bolton could be going the same route as Berry now. I'll tell you what, lads, segueing it, segueing it back to the club show update. Mm-hmm. Uh, can someone turn Sky Sports News off? It's sorry. Segwaying it back to, to the club shop update. Uh, what's fucking Jim White doing in there? He ain't on the podcast. Jim White. He's, well, no. But remember, remember, we don't have really a good relationship with anyone to do with Yeah, can you get Jim White off the podcast anyway? Segwaying it back. Bolton actually played in a Hummel kit at the weekend. Now, they were sponsored by Macron last season. And Hummel have basically knocked up a template kit. And the club have yet to do any form of deal so it's not actually known what kit they're going to be wearing for the next few games, uh, what they're going to be wearing for the cups, what they're going to be selling. They, they, they have a, they were a minus 12 points as well, wouldn't yeah. they? They'd be on minus 12 to start you know the season. That, you know that correctly about um, 
Knox County and Juventus with the kit. Was that, yeah. was that true? Yeah, yeah, they've asked for a sub, didn't they? So they, they asked to get a kit. Juve mm. said, yeah, we'll give you one. And then their previous kit supplier hadn't been paid or something. Said something like that. Yeah. Carbrini or something like that. Oh, it's just, it's just depressing. Let's finish, let's finish off the, um, there's a flash on, drive. Flash drive. Go for your flash drive, Michael. Go on. Yes, so, uh, yeah, so, so this, this is this is a good one. So uh, so this is just one for the, for the audience. So, so does your 32 or 64 gigabyte memory in your phone need just that little bit more? Definitely. There's a, Harry, does yours? Uh, I, have, I have adequate memory, but I am always interested in the expanding. <laughs> All right, so, so do you look at your flash drive and think, if only this one had a navy blue football kit wrapped around it? Yeah. You could always use yeah. a navy blue football kit yeah, on anything. I mean, who wouldn't want something beautiful? I, I know that if we're talking about the Millwall Club shop, we're only talking about the highest quality merchandise. <laughs> Indeed. And, 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 and are you willing to pay for something, an individual item, when you can actually get 10 of the same things for only £11 more on Amazon? <laughs> So like I get world. one. I get one from the Millwall Club shop, or I get pay eleven pound one. I get ten more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without the without the blue shirt though. Without the roaring light. Really complex mass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go for it. So, so well, if the answer is yes, then log into yes. the Millwall Online Store where you can get a Millwall shirt 4G USB flash drive in a unique state-of-the-art tin for only. Fifteen pounds. Fifteen quid. Wow. Fifteen Jew. And it's a pretty crappy looking thing. It's got like a, a blue T-shirt with a line on it. It, it resembles no, no kit or no. And no and no, but hang on, Nick. Sorry, sorry, Nick. Sorry, everyone. Please note before 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 you start advertising, Nick. I've got to say, please note disclaimer. Do not search for the grammatically correct spelling of flash drive, as it will not appear. You have to oh. spell it wrong to look for it. Oh. And according to market experts, which I looked at. Yeah. The detail I go for the listeners. 4G yep. in, is considered the absolute bare minimum if you want to save or store anything. And this is a 4G flash drive for 15 quid. That is the bare minimum. So four give, gigabytes of data will save anything worth having. And for what for what 25, 26 pound you can get 10 of the same capacity. Yeah. Online. So so for for 26 quid you can get 40 gigabytes of memory. But, but, and but minus you could, but hold on, a you could buy you could buy like one. 30 gig one or 64 or something like that. Yeah. 56 I've, gig one. I've got a terabyte yeah. one. Oh, Harry, size don't just matter, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, tell that to the 10-inch Sampers. Um, <laughs> very good point, very good point, mate, yeah. <laughs> I think we should close the show by wishing um, Kevin Muscat a happy birthday. Uh, yeah. Matt Muscat. Kevin Muscat. One um, of my favourite ever Millwall players. Absolutely. A, a, a great defender. Um, but as this, this, I think this is going to become iconic. This tweet by a bloke called Mick Dennis, I think he's a journalist. Um, he said, "Wishes um, happy birthday, Kevin Muscat, in a lifetime of watching football on five continents, the five big continents of the, of the earth." Kevin Muscat was the most psychotic, nastiest player I ever saw. 
shame on those clubs who employed him, which did, of course, include Mill. And he's, he's really highly thought of down at the dance. <laughs> 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 to, be, to be fair. If you want to make it, be psychotic and nasty at the dance. I mean, that's Happy the, birthday, Kev. Happy birthday, Kev. I, I know he's out in Australia now, obviously. I think he's a manager of the side. I mean, well, he's more, he's more being... than likely eating raw meat at the moment or something. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being managed by fucking Kevin Muscat. Have you bottled a tackle? <laughs> Being you, you'd hear all about it, wouldn't you? You'd know about it. When it's like the death, you know, people say how difficult it was to play under Roy Keane. That's why he can't be a great manager. It's like just literally imagine fucking up, just coming in, just being like, I really don't want to play for us anymore. I can understand, <laughs> you know, when Fred turns around and says he doesn't want to play, I can't see Neil Harris being the same kind of ilk as a manager of Kevin Muscat. Achtung, Mailball. Look at looking ahead to the weekend fixture. West Brom uh, away. Uh, anyone going? No, can't make I'm that one. Unfortunately, I'm at a wedding, so unfortunately, yeah. I can't go. Well, I was going to say Curry in the Midlands. Anyone? I'm at Derby, so anyway. Oh, yeah. Derby. Uh, you're at um, yeah. you're at Wayne Rooney's new club. <laughs> well, yeah. Unfortunately, he's not going to be there, but yeah. Soon to be. Soon well, to be. Aaron, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'll say this. You know, I said this two years ago about the greatest pantomime in town would be in other ways. Uh, re-emergence at the den and that did not disappoint the videos are online if anyone has never seen them you have to clown outside but there will be a den welcome and reception for mr rooney excellent he'll get he'll, he'll, he'll get the Millwall flu he'll get it'll be panto it will be it's... pure panto at its finest and aaron a few thought the everton game atmosphere was was big you should come to that one because i'm sure it will be <laughs> Will be very tasty. Well, I'll, I'll I'll ask the powers that be. Uh, let's have some predos though. West Brom have just signed Charlie Austin. Whether he plays or not is another question. Uh, what's it going to be, guys? Uh, I think we'll do well to get a point there. Um, West Brom, West Brom one, Millwall one. Yeah, I was going to say I'll, I'll bite your hand off for a nil nil. I think we're going to go there and nick it. Ooh. So I think Millwall one. Uh, West Brom nil, and also another player we've forgotten to mention. Uh, congratulations on your career, David Ford. David yes. Ford, yes, yes, who was retired from football probably five good, years. Good ago, shout, great, great goalkeeper his day. Went off his, best went off goal. the board a little bit, but yeah, good shout there. Yeah, hey. yeah, nice happens one. to the best of us. Uh, I'm going for uh, West Brom one mil or two. I reckon, uh, I reckon we'll see. A Bod goal or a, a Bradshaw or something like that. I, I'm hoping. You really for a... like Bod Varson, didn't you? Yeah, I, because I saw him at Wolves in that season. He was brilliant. And obviously, you got a Reading, and let's be fair, it's like a, it's like a cesspit of football, isn't it? You know, you just expect it's like a swamp. The a soulless bowl. <laughs> it is. It's shit. It is absolutely shit. So, you know, the fact that he's coming, he's come to Millwall. It could be. It, it could be a good move for him. So I'm hoping for really a goal from him. And I really don't um, want anyone to do the thunderclap. No one tried to do the fun. The clap. No, that was no, nasty. No. Uh, but yeah, I'm going for West Brom one, Millwall two. I think uh, I think three points would be good. So who's going to do the buy for now? Who's going to do the buy for now? Uh, I'll leave it to Mickey Avery. Bye for now. Oh, Bermondsey, that's home to me. I'm longing for the moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces of the people I love. Well, it's not quite by for now, dear listeners. The other day, I posed a question online as to players of talent, players of creativity, perhaps on a par with 
our new signing, Conor Mahoney, uh, asked for comparisons with the past. I got quite a few interesting replies. So I thought you might like this little recording I did in the aftermath of that, of that Twitter thread. So a little bit of an extra bonus here for you to close out today's Real Millwater fan show. Except no substitute, dear listeners. Except no substitute. Hope you like it. Achtung, Mehlball. So a little bit of Twitter feedback for you, dear listeners. I posted in the aftermath of last Saturday's uh, solid win over Preston that Conor Mahoney struck me as one of the most exciting players I've seen in a long time. And I was trying to think of players from the past who had the same ability to go past his man, such as we saw Conor bring to the den last Saturday. The most recent player that occurred to me was Paul Ifill from the classic early 2000 team. Um, but one or two others had some good suggestions also, as well as uh, Iffy. Del Strain came back to me with a name that um, from the relatively recent past, who I must admit I'd completely forgotten about, which was Josh McCoyd. Josh McCoyd signed for £350,000 in, in November 2010 from Bournemouth. Uh, a deal thought to be rising to 550,000 according to Mill history. Um, just nine appearances for Millwall by Josh McCoy, ten non-playing, and just one single goal, which was quite a rocket. It was a TV game. I think that was against. Was that against Preston? Um, it was certainly a, a, a ball struck from the just past the halfway line, a rocket into the top corner of the goal. We all thought we'd signed the new, you know, the second coming. And instead of that, we've got a drama queen who had to be shipped out quite quickly afterwards to Bournemouth in a swap deal. Just checking as I'm speaking. Uh, he joined Burnley, excuse me, sorry, on loan, 20th of January 2012. So we've signed him in November 2010 within just over a year. He's gone to Burnley on loan, then rejoining Bournemouth in the end in a swap deal for Scott Malone, which wasn't bad business in the circumstances, uh, in May 2012. So big thank you to Dell for reminding me, because I'd forgotten his name, Josh McQuoid, nine appearances for the Den at the Den, 10 as substitute and just one single goal. Let's check to see who that was that he was playing. It was indeed against Preston, April 23rd, 2011. Mill 4, Preston 0. Uh, Darren Purse got a 42nd minute goal, swiftly followed by the one and only Josh McCoy goal that our 350, possibly 550,000 pound bolt. Goals in the second half for John Marquis, 54 minutes, and James Henry. Penalty in the 65th minute in front of 10,426 Mill fans um, on that summer's evening. I think it was a late kickoff evening game, I believe. So there we are, April 2011, Josh McCoy. Thank you, Dell, for that suggestion. Long player reminds me of a player from my youth again so long ago. Your mind, you know, gets befuddled with age, dear listeners. Golden Hill, Merlin, of course, Golden Hill. Possibly um, Conor Mahoney's talent. Well, if, it, if it's on the same level as Golden Hill, then he'll go a long way in the game. Certainly, uh, Hill could pass a player in a similar way that we saw with, with Mahoney last Saturday. That kind of ability to, to drift, drift past a, a man. Merlin had that ability in, in you know, by the shed load. 1972-73 was his first 
appearance for the Lions and then 73, 74, he made 47 appearances, eight goals for Merlin that season in Division 2. He stayed with us through the relegation season of uh, 74, 75 and then finally left us in the third division promotion season in the end, although we didn't know it when Gordon Hill left us for Manchester United in uh, early, late 75. Uh, 16 appearances that season so a total head count of 92 starts for the Lions, Gordon Hill 8 uh, as substitute, 22 goals overall according to the Mill History site the invaluable Mill History website from 1972-3 and left us 75-76 Gordon Hill went on to play for Manchester United uh, England of course and I believe he finished his career at Derby and is now in, in the US. Um, I believe he might listen to the show from time to time. So if you are listening, Gordon, um, big uh, big thank you for everything you achieved with Millwall. You were the most talented player um, of, of my youth, certainly. Um, possibly of all time, I think, Gordon Hill. And it was a huge blow for our club when he left. Although we did actually win promotion that 75-76 season. So at the time, we, we didn't notice it. But um, massive talent gone international level talent and um, so Gordon went on to prove later on in his career so big thank you Gordon Hill big thank you for a long player for reminding me of Merlin Mr HK agrees with Paul Eiffel my, my name I named check Paul Eiffel was one of the best players in in uh, not really recent anymore it's 20 years ago since if he played for the for the Lions but certainly a player of huge talent often um, I don't think anyone knew what was going to happen next with Paul not even Paul himself but he had an ability to get past men and get down the wing highly dangerous and obviously took part in the cup final run and I believe he may have played in Europe there, one, one game in Europe. So HK, Mr. HK agrees, Paul Eiffel, as does Paul Glassborough, Paul Eiffel. Uh, Andreas Nigren agrees, Paul Eiffel. Mark Ridders mentions a good name from the past, one from the first division days. Paul Stevenson, scorer of that famous goal at Anfield in front of the, front of the cop to silence it. A real old-fashioned winger, Paul Stevenson, Geordie, as we knew him. Born aptly in Wall's End near Newcastle, signed from Newcastle United in November 1988, so in the first division season. Um, £300,000 we played for Paul Stevenson, sold him in the end to Brentford for 30000 in 1993. So he stayed with us for five seasons, 101 appearances for the Lions, uh, 10 goals in that time, 14 as substitute, 10 goal, 10 goal haul. So he stayed with us through the two seasons in Division 1 and then into Division 2 before leaving us in the end in the 92-93 season. Great player, great character, well known around the den. I think he enjoyed life, let's say that. Um, and a great player from the past of it in a team that really did make its mark on them in the memories of every Mill fan that followed the Lions, those glorious, glorious seasons in Division 1, 88, 89. And then 89-90, although it wasn't such a great season, it was really, because we are up in the top flight. Paul Stevenson, good call. Graham Lionwall mentions Tony Towner, late 70s player, winger. Good player, Tony Towner. I'm not sure I put him quite in the same category as as um, Gordon Hill and, and I feel. And even Conor Mahoney from the one chance we've, we've had to see him. But um, gutted when he left, as Graham puts it. I was gutted when he when he left. Tony, Tony Towner on the wing. On the wing, we've got Tony, Tony Towner. Michael Avery of the show. 
mentioned to Chris Hackett with Danny Schofield on the other flank lethal and Hackett wasn't bad Schofield was lethal says Michael and Hackett wasn't bad at full back neither when he needed I agree with that he was a good player uh, Chris Hackett wasn't top draw Anton Tudakovsky says Rob Carnaby agree there Huckabury from Gavin Shaw yeah go, uh, briefly briefly on loan in the when was that in the late 90s early 90s let's have a check on that 1996-97 season, six appearances for Lions. A loan signing from Newcastle, Darren Huckabee. I think he was worth, uh, at the time, a million pound was being touted. And we, I think we had two Rizzler packets and uh, an old sweet wrapper in the bank account. So we had no chance of signing Darren Huckabee. Three goals from six appearances, says it all. Great player, English player, born in Nottingham, 1976, signed briefly in September 1996 for the Lions. Matt Smith mentions Jimmy Carter, great talent, obviously played obviously for Liverpool and Arsenal. He name checks um, one that Nathan Yarnton, who played at Mottingham's Foxes Fields, a, a footballing hotbed, Matt, a footballing hotbed. I know it well myself. Um, perhaps on another podcast I'll tell you today how I was cheated of a winning goal in the five-a-side tournament at the Foxes. Um, Nathan Yarnton doesn't, I don't know him, but clearly made an impact on the young Matt Smith, Mottingham Foxes Fields. And finally, Malcolm Anderson name-checks his namesake, Malcolm Allen. Not sure Malcolm was quite the um, touchline-hugging winger that I have in mind with, with Conor Mahoney, Malcolm, but I won't dispute the fact he was quality, as you rightly say. Listed as a striker midfielder on the Mill History website, 72 appearances for the Lions, 26 goals, 12 as substitute. Um, born in a place, I don't know if I've ever pronounced this, and I've done I've ever said, then... Denia Lennon in Gwynedd, Owen in Gwynedd, I can't speak Welsh, um, signed of course Malcolm Allen, Allen, Malcolm Allen, Malcolm Allen, not Malcolm Allison, Malcolm Allen signed from Norwich for £400,000 in March 1990, sold to Newcastle 1993, so just three years from Malcolm, real character, Millwalk style character, again another man who was, uh, was well known shall we say, um, 26 goals, not bad return from 72 starts, played in the 89-90 season at the end, then through Division 2, 1991-1992-93, uh, uh, leaving us in the end just before the start of the 93-94 season. Malcolm Allen, I take my hat off to you, great player, and a great suggestion there by Malcolm Anderson. Many thanks indeed. And finally, Matt Richards says he'll go for Anton Tudakovsky, Peanut Carter and Paul Liefeld, Kine and James Henry. Less consistent, I suggested James Henry. I thought it was a, a very, very talented boy, but you're right there, Matt, very inconsistent. It was used to be a joke it was one game in six you get from a, a decent show from uh, from James Henry. Ian Stewart's name checked here. Bobby Shinton, old school there, blimey. Darren Huckabee, well, they're all on loan. All class, though, and all stick in the memory, says Matt. Big thank you to everyone who contributed that little thread. I hope you enjoyed that. I might try and do that more often. It um, brings back a few names and players from the past. Some stick in the mind more than others. And thankfully, we do have the internet now just to remind my befuddled old mind as to who they were and what they did and when. So many thanks for that, dear listeners. And uh, onwards and upwards. I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces of the people I love. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.
And how I miss the smell of the gasworks and the people I love. I've so many childhood memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse till the school kids burned it down. I'm off to Bahamansee. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.